Before we get to today's episode, I want to share a quick message from our sponsor, Content Square. How do you create digital experiences that keep visitors engaged all the way to conversion? By analyzing every click, tap, scroll, and swipe, and turning these insights into profitable actions. Content Square is a digital insights platform that helps businesses understand how and why users are interacting with their app, mobile, and websites. Trusted by leading fashion and luxury retailers worldwide, they have helped hundreds of teams accelerate their reactivity and boost ROI with smart, instant UX insights. Learn more at contentsquare.com. Hello, and welcome to the Glossy Beauty Podcast, our weekly show where we discuss the future of the beauty and wellness industries with the people who know them best. I'm your host, Priya Rao, beauty editor at Glossy. And today's guest is Hilary Peterson, the founder and CEO of True Botanicals, a certified non-toxic beauty brand. In this episode, Hilary discusses starting a new business in a crowded market, leveraging a direct connection with her customers, and how she plans to expand True Botanical's physical retail strategy. Hope you enjoy the episode. So today on the Glossy Beauty Podcast, we have Hillary Peterson, the CEO and founder of True Botanicals. Welcome, Hillary. Thank you. So happy to be here. Great. So Hillary, tell us a little bit about your path to founding True Botanicals. I think... As is the case with a lot of entrepreneurial ventures, um, my path was quite unexpected, which uh, is that post-thyroid cancer diagnosis in my 30s, I was looking into wellness and specifically what I could do to live the healthiest possible lifestyle. And as part of that discovery process, I learned that what goes on your skin goes into your body, which I'd really never understood before. And I learned it through a cord blood study that had been done uh, looking at baby's cord blood and identifying that the toxins, chemicals, in women's personal care products were found in baby's cord blood. And from that discovery, I just looked deeper into the beauty industry and what ingredients were being used to, to make products. And It was quite disappointing to me, you know, that I was purchasing products and being told that if I use them, I would look and feel more beautiful, and yet they contain toxins. And so from that place, I I really launched into a pretty long period of discovery, looking into products and ingredients and wellness and really understanding, you know, what it would take to do something differently, to innovate and to disrupt, you know, an industry that really felt like it was ripe for disruption. Hillary, were you or did you consider yourself kind of a beauty junkie, a personal care junkie prior to launching the brand? I have to say I really didn't. No, I was somebody who had suffered um, from acne, you know, through my teens and into college. And even at that time when I had young children, um, not horrible, but un. You know, who who wants acne? Nobody. Nobody. I just didn't like it. Um, so I was always trying to solve that. But I wouldn't say I was obsessed with the industry itself. And it's just so interesting how, you know, I really have become that person. I was much more, I, I'm a marketer. I love 
um, understanding people and what they want and how to connect with them. I feel like marketing is so much about connecting. And so I, I came at the industry from that place and from identifying a really strong business need. And I think more than anything else, from a place of really wanting to create change in some way in my life. I wasn't quite sure what that would be, but I really enjoy business and building businesses. And I knew I wanted it to be a, a, a mission-driven brand. And it, this just sort of happened. I realized, wow, this is what I meant to do. Hillary, in terms of when you first launched True Botanicals in 2015, the proposition of non-toxic skincare or non-toxic personal care products was not as widely known as it is today. What is it like now that there are so many kind of incumbents or so many new entrants into the space? Well, I think it's so exciting. I'm very excited that more and more people are discovering that they deserve better. And I'm equally excited that brands like ours are saying, if we don't do this, who will? You know, this needs to happen. Let's make it happen. Um, you know, on the other hand, when I when I look at the beauty industry today and, you know, specifically the top 100 beauty products in the world, not one of those brands would um, qualify as a fully made safe certified brand. And um, this is something we've put a lot of energy into ourselves. Made safe certifies that every single one of our ingredients and all of the sub ingredients in our products are safe for people and the planet. And, you know, I feel like it'll be even more exciting when we can see many brands in the top 100 beauty brands that would qualify for made safe certification. So we really hope to be the first and I hope we'll have a lot of company eventually. Why do you think it's taken so long? I mean, you know, the beauty, the beauty industry has been along, around for a long time and, you know, clean, natural, organic skincare beauty products have been more nascent. Why do you think it's taken so long for women and shoppers to recognize this opportunity? Well, I do believe it's always change is largely driven by the shoppers. And so if there isn't the demand and it's so much easier and less expensive to make products that do contain toxins. You know, I think it we needed to get to a place where consumers were educated enough that they were demanding safer, cleaner products. And from that place, you know, when I look at all the trend reports now, everything is saying consumers and in particular our core consumer millennials are demanding they're expecting if I'm going to buy a product you know it should be good for me and it should be good for our planet the packaging should be good for our planet and so as that demand increases all of the bigger brands are realizing this isn't easy and it's not inexpensive but clearly if if we want to continue to grow with this industry we're going to need to change True Botanicals is rooted in being non-toxic but but also efficacious Natural beauty, organic beauty has not historically been known for that. How do you kind of balance and what are you doing to make sure that your products reach that barometer? Yes. So I, I think, you know, I always love using a restaurant analogy here because I, I believe, you know, people will say, well, why would you open a restaurant? There's so many restaurants. And it's like, well, if you open a restaurant that makes exceptional food, you will be a very busy restaurant. And if that food happens to be made with sustainably farmed, gorgeous ingredients, all the better. And I say the same is true for the beauty industry, which is first and foremost, to change any industry, you need to create something that people want. Because I don't believe that consumers wake up in the morning, look in the mirror and say, oh, wow, my skin is dry, or I really don't like this acne, or my rosacea is inflamed and really irritated. I should go find a 
product that's made safe for people on the planet. I think what they say is, I need to fix this. I want to resolve whatever issue I'm struggling with, and I'm going to find a product that's going to help me solve this. And then if it happens that the products are thoughtfully made and they're safe for people on the planet, fantastic. Ironically, we've really struggled with um, shifting a perception that if products are non-toxic, they probably don't work as well, which is so back to my food analogy, so silly, right? I mean, the most delicious food from my perspective is made with the most gorgeous ingredients. It's all about the ingredients. And the same is true for skincare. And, you know, I, I really compare toxins in skincare to junk food. You know, it's the same thing. They're, they're fillers. They make it easy to make products, but they, they're, they're rarely additive. Um, on the other hand, we use a lot of safe synthetics. Safe synthetics are fantastic. You know, as long as they're proven safe for people on the planet, they don't bioaccumulate. Ingredients like L-ascorbic acid, vitamin C, are amazing. Hyaluronic acid, we just launched a mask um, a few weeks ago that's already sold out and Fortunately, back in stock again, which is great. Um, that's made with hyaluronic acid. So, you know, it, it's a beautiful um, lab-made ingredient that's safe. And, of course, we would use that. But, um, yeah, I think it's just been really important for us to prove that you can use these gorgeous and safe ingredients and benefit people on the planet and still deliver exceptional results. And it's ironic that that's needed to be proven, but I think it's also important. You know, so many consumers have purchased products that haven't really done that much for them. And I think you get to a point where you feel like, oh, you know, they're saying they're going to do this, but will they really? And what I love about the double-blind clinical trials is, you know, here are 30 people. They tried the product. 100% of them had more moisturized skin in the next morning, not by perception, but by measurement, by a very sophisticated measuring device. And after a week, even more moisturized skin. Um, I think that's very helpful information. Oh, if I buy this product and I use it for a week, my skin will be 38% more hydrated. Okay, you know, I think that's worth it. 38% sounds pretty good. Absolutely. Hillary, so much of, you know, your education on the side is, you know, targeting a certain issue like rosacea or eczema, and you've recently introduced clinical trials. How much is that educating the customer, but also benefiting the brand? You know, I, I really feel that the more we can educate our customers, the better they can take care of themselves, each other and the planet. You know, we really want to build this community of informed consumers who can support their own wellness, you know, and their friends, and to know things we can do to take the best care of the planet. So education is really important in terms of finding the right products that will work for them, in terms of clinical trials and understanding what you can expect from a product. So um, we think it's a really important part of what we're doing as a brand. You recently uh, did a clinical trial on your new overnight mask, a new skincare product you launched earlier this month. Yes. Um, tell me about that exercise. And obviously, you know, clinical trials are not inexpensive. And now these this information is going on your packaging. It's going to be, you know, circulated in your socials. Why do you think as a marketer, as you mentioned earlier before, that's a good use of dollars and spend for a younger, newer brand? You know, it's interesting because what we found is our customers really want to know what to expect from their products and will this really work for me? And I think what's it, when it's an independent clinical trial, it really helps to give you the confidence that, okay, this product is worth a try. And then if you layer those clinical trials on top of 
testimonials from beauty editors and celebrities and influencers and friends, you know, other customers who've tried the products. It's it's a really powerful support of, wow, these products really work. I should give them a try. And obviously that's really important to us because that's how we're going to change this industry is by really building our community of passionate customers. We'll be right back. Want to know the ROI of that new product banner on your homepage? Looking to find out why a recently launched social campaign is not generating the expected revenue? And wouldn't it be great if you could show creative branding and even executive teams the impact of a new product video or seasonal campaign in just one click? You can. Content Square is a digital insights platform that helps businesses understand how and why users are interacting with their app, mobile, and websites. They compute billions of touch and mouse movements and provide brands with everything they need to create memorable, converting digital experiences. Find out more at contentsquare.com. When you first launched in 2015, Hillary, True Botanicals started as a digital digitally native brand. You started with your own direct consumer site, but then you also partnered with certain retailers like Folian, like Barney's, Violet Gray, Goop. You recently pulled out of many of those retailers to refocus on your own site. Talk to us a little bit about that. In the end, it's become clearer and clearer to us that one of the most powerful things that we have as a direct brand is a direct relationship with our customers. That means that we can coach them and support them in in their journey of wellness and skincare. It means that we can learn from them what might be missing in our product range from their perspective. So a really great example actually is the Moisture Lock Overnight Mask that we just launched a couple weeks ago. Uh, That's a product that came directly from customer feedback, where the customers were saying to us, we love your products, they work for me, there are certain times of the year, or there are certain people with a skin type where they just need more moisturization. And a lot of them were turning to lotions or creams, and that really bothered me, because I'm so aware of the fact that lotions and creams are made with wax, wax clogs pores, and it's counterproductive. So we took on the challenge of creating something super hydrating um, that's not incredibly heavy that you can wear all night long and that's going to really enhance moisturization. So, you know, there's just a small case study of why we felt that this direct relationship was so beneficial to our customers and also to us as we continue to grow grow the brand and our community. A lot of other digitally native brands are doing the opposite. You know, they're investing more in third-party channels and wholesale partners, but you know, 90% of your sales were happening on your own site. Was that, you know, surprising to you? Was that um, when you finally like looked at those numbers and realized that that this was a better way of doing business? You know, we had started, you know, from the beginning, really focusing on our direct business because in order to create the kinds of products that we wanted to use ourselves and the products that would perform in the way that they do in clinical trials, we needed to invest more in our ingredients than a lot of other brands are. And the only way we could invest more in those ingredients and the ultimate products was to cut out the middleman. So we knew we always needed to be a heavily weighted direct brand so that we could afford to spend on our ingredients what, what we are. 
our manufacturer says that we spend at least 10 times more than the other brands that he creates products for. So, I mean, we create our own products, but that he he produces them for. So, um, we invest a lot in our ingredients, and the way we can do that is by being a direct brand. You know, that said, we had an interest in sort of having a certain number of wholesale accounts, and in the end, what we realized was our direct business is so strong, it's such a wonderful way to build our community that we just needed to double down and focus what we on what we know best and and really put all of our energy into that. One of the retailers you did stay with was Goop. Tell us a little bit about why. You know, Goop feels to us like a, a really uh, impactful hybrid in, in that they're so heavily fo- focused on editorial and they've been such a great partner in our education efforts. You know, they have a huge following and they've really shared their passion for our products in a way that they've reached a lot of people. And so we decided we should stay with Goop because of their heavy editorial focus. Hillary, you're also, you recently um, brought on a new editorial director position at True Botanicals in-house. Yes. And you're also fostering your True team, which is a six-person team, is that correct? Correct. Um, Of people who are like handling social and DM and that community outreach. What do you think the plans for editorial are for True Botanicals now that it's back to your own site? That's the focus. Yeah, we'd say at the office that we want to turn beauty into a beautiful collective wellness and we want to nurture the community that's interested in the same things that we are, which are, you know, first and foremost, you know, skincare products that really work and that benefit people on the planet. But beyond that, you know, what else is happening on our wellness journey that we can share with others, you know, whether it be breath work or meditation or bath time rituals. And um, so building out our content is going to allow us to more deeply share that journey with our customers and build our community and um, share uh, like-minded brands with our customers, which we think is also really exciting. It's been so wonderful for me as a female founder to meet so many other um, like-minded leaders who are trying to do the same thing, which is to you know grow a brand and at the same time really have a positive impact on our planet and, and all the people. An extension of that community and your DTC site is your new store, which opened in November. Tell us a little bit about how those two pieces and having that physical presence that was your own was so important and why. We're really excited about having opened the store because it's giving us a chance to offer our customers and new customers experiences that we can't online. So, for instance, um, we have a skin clinic which is amazing. I I went the other day and got a facial and uh, the woman who's running our skin clinic and who's a very experienced facialist um, gave me a couple of tips. I was like, wow, okay, I see what you're saying. All right. I mean, it was very beneficial as to how to make the most of my product use, which is just interesting given that I developed the products. You know, (laughs) I thought, well, this is exactly what we wanted, which is education, support of our customers. So we've got the skin clinic, um, we're going to have a lot of events. We've had several partner brands in for panels and events, and it, people have been packed into the store. It's been really exciting because we love this idea of building a vibrant, active wellness community, you know, right in our own neighborhood. And we're um, having so much fun with something that I created with our head of product innovation, which is an aromatherapy bar. 
It is such a treat to experience it with people and to lead them through it. We have all of the gorgeous raw ingredients that we source from all around the world that gives them a sense for the quality of ingredients in our products. And they can try the individual ingredients that go into our aromatherapy blends, and then we can match them up with blends that suit their scent preferences and their mood aspirations, whether or not they would like a blend that was more calming or energizing or sensual. It's, it's, it's just a very fun experience, and we've been playing around with that, and we plan to take that on the road um, and definitely do some pop-ins and ultimately pop-ups. And, you know, I would guess... Within a couple of years, we'll we'll start opening stores in other markets as well. What has the pop in and pop up strategy been like? You know, testing in new markets, testing um, your product in with new clients. You know, I know that we talked about um, you're going to Texas later this year. Um, I'm from Texas, so I'm oh, very fantastic. excited about that. Um, but tell us a little bit what you've learned and what that customer wants versus you know your California customer or a New York customer. Well, as we build this following across the country, what we have seen is when we show up through pop-ins, which we've been doing over the past year, basically invited by partner brands to come into their store with products and have events and meet customers in those area areas, is, is that people are so excited to come and meet us and talk to us and ask questions in person and touch and feel new products. And I think this aromatherapy bar experience will be interesting. We've also done things like mini facial. So, you know, what we found is it's just another way to connect. Connecting in person is is never to be underestimated in terms of the power that holds and, and how much people enjoy that as part of the overall experience. So um, pop-ins will be with partner brands. We've developed quite a few partners that we really um, enjoy collaborating with. And then pop-ups eventually, you know, will take over spaces in some key markets where we have a particularly strong following. And... Um, you know, be there for a longer time period. And I think that'll ultimately evolve to having stores in those markets. Besides, you know, Texas, what other markets are you seeing a lot of customer interest in and places you potentially would want to be? You know, they're, they're the markets I think you would generally guess, um, top 10 markets. So there's a lot of interest in New York, LA, Boston, Seattle, um, in the Midwest, Chicago. So we're just going to sort of map out a plan and, and try to hit as many as we can, you know, over the coming years. Hillary, a lot of beauty brands talk about community, whether that's inclusive community, diverse community, non-toxic communities. What does community mean to True Botanicals and to you and to your customer? So, you know, I think it's really important. It's 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 a word personally I take very seriously. So, you know, I think one of the most important words you just mentioned is inclusive. You know, we definitely want to build an inclusive community. We want to build a relevant community. So we want to be additive to people's lives. Everybody's so busy that we'd really like to deliver opportunities for our customers to connect with other like-minded people in a way that will really enhance their journey. So, you know, I think the community is, I think community can be so powerful and it's something we're really excited to build, and we're really excited to do it in a way that's meaningful to our customers. And we're so lucky because we have people like you know Olivia Wilde, who's our chief brand activist, who passionately cares about what we're doing, who's so excited to hear the stories about our farmers and how our thoughtful ingredient sourcing is impacting communities all around the world. And these are the stories that I think our community is going to be really excited about. You know, in addition to 
making sure that we can support their personal wellness objectives, you know, in in the most impactful ways possible. I think also just really being a part of, of a wellness movement where we're trying to change, create change, not only for ourselves, but other people on the planet, you know, it means a lot. And, and we can see that it means a lot for our customers too. So it's exciting. Hillary, one of the things that I thought was very interesting was in, in the fall, you partnered with Inez and Venued. You created your first ad campaign. It was very well done. It was a very high profile set of photographers. But, you know, True Botanicals isn't necessarily the most expensive product on the market. It's not necessarily about super, super prestige prices. But what was interesting about partnering with them? What did you think that they could capture for True Botanicals? You know what's so wonderful about Inez and Venude, in addition to being incredibly talented, they're they're very deep and caring people, and they feel very passionate about what we're doing with our products. So, you know, while it's true, we definitely don't have the most expensive products out there. And, you know, I'm very grateful that we're able to deliver our products at the price point that we are. That's because we are a direct brand. So we can spend what we need to on our ingredients, cut out the middleman, and not have the pricing be exorbitant. But, you know, when you look at people like Inez and Venude or someone like Olivia Wilde, you know, these are people who are absolutely interested in, in the luxury realm, in, you know, using luxury products. And I think they've identified our products as truly luxurious. And, you know, I think relative to positioning the brand as the luxury that it is, you know, what's so interesting to see what's happening in luxury is that, you know, your health is the ultimate luxury. And so I think the shift in interest um, in products like ours is is huge. And um, being able to be positioned among, you know, the fashion brands that a lot of luxury consumers are passionate about is just perfect for our brand. So it, it was a really fantastic um, moment for the brand in terms of helping it to be elevated to the place where we really felt that it could be. And, you know, at the same time, in no way being exclusive. You know, we really love having this be an inclusive wellness community, collective wellness that we're creating. Do you think you're going to do more of those kind of, you know, campaigns or other kinds of marketing activations that will parallel that? Or do you think that, you know, that was a, you know, a very exciting moment, but you're ready to move on to different types of marketing and advertisements? We're very excited to take that thread of the incredibly beautiful photography that was captured and weave it into a lot of what we're doing going forward. So I think it's 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 a look again, it's just sort of emphasizing that wellness and, you know, beautifully made impactful products are the ultimate luxury. You know, we continue we will continue to weave that into how we present the products. And Hillary, I guess lastly, what do you think is working? I mean, of course the products are working and that's really driving a lot of this, but in terms of brand awareness, is it the social channels? It is the is it these kind of campaigns? Is it the community engagement from your blog? Like what do you kind of see um, being the most impactful lever? Such a good question. You know, I was just discussing this with our team the other day and I feel that one of the single most important factors we have fueling our growth is our authenticity. You know, we are 
absolutely focused on creating products that will make a difference, and we test them to make sure that they're delivering what we hope they will. Um, we share authentic passion from customers, influencers, celebrities. Um, you know, we're really building something on a bed of authenticity. Um, the Made Safe certification. You know, these are third-party scientists who are looking under the hood and making sure that what we think we're making is 100% what we're making. I think today's consumer is expecting that. And, you know, sadly, they're not always getting it. So when they find a brand like ours that is as authentic as we are and as passionate, truly passionate about having an impact on our industry, I, I think it, it really makes a difference. And, and they want to share it with other people. And I think that's, that's made a huge difference and is definitely fueling our growth. Thank you, Hillary. It was great having you today. Thank you, Priya. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. A special thanks to Gianna Capadona, the producer of this podcast. If you enjoy the Glossy Beauty Podcast and aren't a Glossy Plus subscriber yet, it's time to consider joining to get access to all of Glossy's content, member events, ticket discounts, Slack chats, and more. Head to glossy.co slash plus and use the code PRIA25, P-R-I-Y-A, 25 for 25% off an annual subscription. Don't forget to subscribe to the Glossy Beauty Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and leave us any feedback you have.